I've been drumming like like more than half of my life now. Uh, but I guess you know yeah. it, it 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 came down to uh you know the pandemic happened. Couldn't do any more shows. So right. I was like, what am I gonna do about it? You know, and uh, hmm. I know I'm, I'm I know I wanted to play music, and I guess like the only option was to to do it by myself. Uh, but then I, once I started making all those songs, it just felt really, really easy to make, to be honest. You know, it, it was really simple, really streamlined and focused. And, you know, I, I, I came out with that first EP in like a month with all those songs. So yeah, it was really easy. It was just very, uh, you know, like something came over me and, and was like, yo, Eto, you're doing this, you know? Hey there, welcome to Made in Japan, Conversations with Meljo Katalan. This is my podcast about Japan, but it's not just your run-of-the-mill cool Japan podcast. I want to explore a side of Japan besides sushi and sumo, anime and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on. People that are hungry for making it, and people that have made it. This podcast is my talks with them. Hey, yo, Made in Japan listeners. Uh, welcome back to my podcast. And what a way to uh, end this uh, month uh, of episodes with another musical guest that I am so delighted to have for you as a treat. Um, but first, Made in Japan podcast is a donation-based podcast. To donate and buy drinks for the guests and I, uh, please feel free to go to ko-fi.com slash Made in Japan podcast. That's ko-fi.com slash Made in Japan podcast. All donations are really meant to just go straight back into the production and, of course, the beverages of for my guests. Now, uh, so for the episode coming up, we are going to be hanging out and uh, it's really a very musically focused episode, but I really hope that you all will enjoy it. It's It was a blast talking to this one, Eto. Uh, Eto is an, an artist, a musician, but last year he made a big splash in... I would say the reggaeton scene. Eto is now uh, having a solo project where he is a reggaeton rapper and producer. And he just whipped out an EP last year and he whipped out a couple more singles later um, and made two music videos uh, in, in, you know, during the entire uh, pandemic that we're having going on. And this is a great example of how the creative juices of an artist can get flowing and produce some amazing work. Uh, so yes, uh, for those of you who are excited to listen to some reggaeton, this episode is for you. And I hope for those of you who have never even heard of reggaeton, you should check it out because as I kept to continue to talk to Eto, I started to discover that even in Japan, there is a there's a, a big reggaeton scene in this country. But for now, let's uh, go on and uh, listen to Eto and his passion for music 
and maybe you'll hear a little bit of my passion for music too. Um, but yes, it's it, it was this was a good episode. It was fun. So without further ado, we have Eto, reggaeton rapper and producer. And here we go. Hola, Eto, ¿cómo estás? Hola, muy bien, amigo. Ah, ¿Y tú? ¿Y tú? ¿Cómo estás, Mel? <laughs> más o menos. Más o menos. Pero <laughs> uh, es that el extent de mi español. Oh, damn. Oh, ok. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. It's been oh, a while man, I was going to go in. I was going to go in super hard with the Spanish, man. I was so hyped. And I would be like, and I would be like, trying to be all cool, but then I would be like, uh... I don't know what else to say, pero <laughs> un poquito hablas español. <laughs> That's all I would just probably say, man. Um, you're you're yeah, Filipino, it's... though, right? I am Filipino. I am Filipino. Yeah, um, you guys got I... that the adobo game on on, on point. <sighs> the adobo and the pancit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm sure you know. I think. Filipinos and Puerto Ricans are very tight. I think we we share that we share that same island repression from the Spaniards. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, even though yeah. it's completely different. You know, I I believe that we have a strong family value culture. Uh, oh my God, yeah, I've seen a lot of similarities for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So before you know, to start off with, I actually I need I know you're doing like a a tour with the podcasting. For your interviews, uh, you know, because you're you're promoting your 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 new EP, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Mega from Mega Late Show because I was listening yeah. to your interview with with Mega, and uh, shit, man, I one thing I picked up from your interview was that you grew up in you you grew up some time in Connecticut. Yes, yeah, and I I I I, I heard uh, from the the last podcast that uh, that you did that you were you're from uh, Connecticut as well. Exactly. Yo, that's tight. Eto, it's so trippy because like, I don't know what it is. I, I've been in Japan for so long and I haven't met anyone that, that lives sometime in Connecticut until this year with my podcast. I ha I met you know, just so by surprise. So it, it took me off guard. So now I had to prepare myself like, all right, another you know another yeah, yeah. <laughs> spent some time in Connecticut so I want to know where where did you live in Connecticut so I used to live in in Thompson it's like on the Massachusetts side I know there's literally, I know. literally yep. nothing to do there but um <laughs> I, I was in boarding school for a year there uh, just trying oh, to man. wild turkey attacks <laughs> I heard that <laughs> wait wait what's the name of the school so it was uh Ma Marianapolis okay Okay. Yeah, Marianapolis Prep. Did you ever visit like the city, like Hartford or New Haven? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I I went to uh, a couple. I went a couple of times to New Haven. Uh, yeah. Whenever we would drive down to New York, we would we would drive down all those towns too. Uh, nice. But I was usually most of the time in in, in the on the Massachusetts uh, uh, side. Bo oh, okay. 
Yeah, we were close to Worcester in Boston, so we would go there oh, more often. I remember Worcester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> Worcester can be a hard place, man. I know yeah, that. Worcester yeah. and then and, uh, Springfield, Mass. That, yeah, that yeah, Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a, a, a Slipknot concert while I was in boarding school in Worcester. <laughs> I yeah. saw the craziest characters there, like, like, but, but they were all cool. Like, there were a bunch of like, uh, people that were like, I think they were like in a bike gang or something. They had the leather jackets <laughs> on and stuff. But, but they, they, they would, they would, uh, they would just be partying like, like the rest of them, you know, out in the, on the, in the pit and picking yeah. you fell down and stuff. Shit, was it uh, the name of the place? Was it called the the Worcester Palladium? Yeah, yeah, the Palladium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Palladium, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, we we I I think we're similar ages. I I'm definitely we crossed paths because uh, I you know I was in I was in a hardcore metal band and the 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 a lot of my friends are in musicians and I would often go to the Palladium you know to see some metal concerts or punk rock concerts. We've definitely crossed paths. Who do you watch? Who do you who do you listen to? Oh man, so you know, you know the so I grew up in this is like '97. I started listening to hardcore music and metal music. Um, so I remember the the hometown band in, in Worcester would be Bane. The 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 Bane, the, their name is Bane. Oh okay, they're like a Massachusetts hardcore band. Uh, what's what I you know from my area, Hatebreed. Oh, Hatebreed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they're, they're strong from Connecticut, right? So they they. They had they built up a huge scene, but like I remember going up to Worcester, but one of my first shows I saw there was uh, Newfound Glory. Oh my you god! Know that, yeah, uh, pop punk band. Glory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just when they they started, you know, like before they got big. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, oh my god! Yeah, uh, those were so amazing. A lot of memories. Yeah, that right, whole pop, right. pop punk scene, like that. Like uh, I mean. A lot of people say it was a guilty pleasure for some, but but I I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it, like the vibe was awesome and the parties were were great. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I think the scene was really popping at that time period. Yeah, good, it was a good time to be in any type of band and and tour the East Coast. You know, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, cross country, <laughs> fuck it. You know, yeah, man. But but I that, think, so yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, yeah. I, I, I was gonna, I was just gonna say in Puerto Rico, like there were bands too, but uh, reggaeton was just so it, it was like the powerhouse. So yeah. not a lot of bands would would come come through uh, to the island to perform. But yeah. uh, as soon as I got to to the states, that that was like my mo. I would just be going to shows all the time, trying to see all the bands I could. I know. Yeah. It's addicting, right? You know. No? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's great being being in that area like new england and new york area like you get all kinds of bands coming through it was great a premier source of english information and lifestyle content for people living in and wanting to find more about tokyo go check out tokyo weekender you can find out more information on tokyoweekender.com you can subscribe to their newsletter download their mobile app or if you are walking out and about in tokyo check out one of their free print publications that's tokyo weekender magazine find out more at tokyoweekender.com established in 1970 it's the oldest english publication in japan so let me let me start off by saying that you know i had a lot of you know my my cousins from the bronx and and even in new haven i've had a lot of puerto rican friends that growing up maybe because uh, you know my parents purposely brought us to new england area because 
they didn't want us to like be settling with a Filipino community. They wanted us to have a higher education, but we ended up meeting with a lot of, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in, in New Haven area. And in the Bronx, there's a lot of uh, uh, Puerto Ricans there. So as I was saying, yeah, you know, my, my family, we, we really melded well with uh, a lot of Puerto Rican friends in the Puerto Rican community. Actually, I remember going to visit my cousins in the Bronx and, you know, they would always have some party on the weekend, like open backyard picnic. And I would often hear hip hop and reggaeton and and like the community is so strong with the, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans coming in, Jake, Jamaicans, uh, Filipinos. I, I, I remember those days when we were young, just, just hanging out, you know, it was just one and the same to me. Um, you were you were mostly in uh, in in New in New York when you grew when you were growing up or mostly in Connecticut. Mostly in Connecticut, but my cousins grew up in um, the Bronx, South Bronx. Oh, nice, so, nice. But there was a strong Puerto strong Puerto Rican community there for sure. Yeah, yeah, and in New Haven. So, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah, I, I know what's up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when I went to study in Queens, like I, I met a lot of them there too. Uh, I used I used to go to St. John's for school, but um, mm. I was it St. John's. My cousin went to a, a Catholic school in that area, but I don't remember the name. But yeah, anyways, you know, Eto for the audience though, like I know what reggaeton sounds like. Could you tell the audience that's listening, like, what is reggaeton and and what in in your mind, what is reggaeton for you? Oh, okay. Well, well, uh, historically speaking, reggaeton is kind of like a a mixture of like uh, reggae and soca music, and also like Panamanian uh, music that they were doing over there. And mm. then we just took a bunch of those elements and put them together, and we rapped over it, and that's how. Uh, right reggaeton nowadays came to be but right. uh, uh, but the, as, in terms of the vibe though like the vibe is just you know beach and dancing and mm. and being being happy and, and enjoying uh just like the the, the, the this, that specific rhythm that the bass has that makes you want to rock back and forth and um mm. i don't know it's just like it, it's really That's a really good question because <laughs> it's really hard to <laughs> with like uh, uh, what kind of vibe it says, but it, it just has its own vibe that just makes you want to move and make you want to uh, get down and and you know and and act crazy sometimes too because it's just really it's a really pegajoso uh, right. beat. You know, pegajoso means sticky. You know, it makes you, you can listen to that beat and it's gonna make you want to either tap your foot or go crazy on uh, on the dance. Exactly. I to me, it just I don't know why. To me, my first, as I said, like the first time I listened to reggaeton was at uh, family parties in, yeah, in yeah. the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like a normal background music. You that know? Was oh, that's amazing. awesome. That's awesome. Those yeah. great family parties. Great family parties. Oh, oh man, yeah. We did, we would have a <laughs> lechon. You know, oh the lechon, my god! The, oh, just man. have the, the lechon pig, and just and you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> And then we'd have our pancit, and then you know our friends would come over, and then people would just start eating and dancing. Yeah, man. Yo, like, did you know that they do that in Okinawa too? Like in Okinawa, they do the the roasted pork thing. What? Yeah, man. They they're I don't know. similar to us too, man. <laughs> wow. 
No, I think that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, uh, so yeah, that you, I think you said a good thing about reggaeton that you know it's something it's it's irresistible to not yeah get into it. You know, and, exactly. and, and you don't you don't even have to listen to the lyrics as much. But like, I feel you know, it, of course, it started in the, I believe it started in the underground Puerto Rican club scene, right? In the yeah. Movie. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, it it started in in uh, as uh, something that was uh, basically uh, shunned by society because uh, right. when they were starting, they didn't really have access to a lot of the the uh, advertising agencies or marketing channels that they right. have nowadays. So right. uh, they they had to you know just uh, double down on what they believed in, and 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 now look at where it's at today. Like I I remember like I told Mega. Uh, in the last uh the, the last podcast I did, he, he mm. uh I told him that the the infancy of reggaeton, when you look at it, it's it's really like cheap, dirty, like yeah. they were making videos with like camcorders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It, it was really yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> borrowing your dad's camcorder. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's borrow our dad's camcorder and, and uh can we can we just rent like a really cool looking car and we'll we'll bring it back yeah. in a couple of hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, just, and just coasting the beach. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We'll invite like our, our homies from school and make a video, you know. That's how it was. Um, That's how it was. Exactly. Man, you know? Exactly. But you gotta start and, somewhere. And, Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, dude, that, and I'm just so happy that you, uh, you, you guys were talking about that. By the way, yeah, another shout out to uh, the Mega Late Show. I actually haven't done the crossover episode yet with Mega, and and I should. I, I need to uh, contact him for that because we we all have very similar circles of friends. But that's that's how it is in Tokyo, I believe. We all come from different circles, but somehow we're gonna be connected. Yeah, For yeah, sure. exactly. It's really interesting. Um, like, I, I remember you when you were saying about how, like, uh, once the the pandemic started, you were doing the podcast. You met a lot of other people from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Like the same thing started mm -hmm. happening with me. Like, like I started meeting, like, uh, well, knowing about uh, other Puerto Ricans here. I know, and, right? Yeah, and I was like, where, 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 where have you guys been this whole time? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Are, how did the pandemic turn? us to find our common ground yeah you know why did it take so long but let's talk about this because you know uh i i really believe what what's happening with the you know now with the pandemic and it really pressured us to really focus and and fine-tune our creative creativity totally and, and i i really believe us who are creative artists, musicians, whatever, I think really pressured us to find new ways to be more creative. And that's why I'm here talking to you, uh, you know, your, your new project, at Eto. Um, when I first heard your music, it was actually through Instagram because do you remember, you know, my friend, uh, Phil, we, he, he runs, he was doing oh, yeah. uh, the hangout parties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Phil. Yeah. Yeah. So he posted us on his story. I, I remember one. I don't, I don't remember when it was, but he posted on his Instagram story uh, a Spotify playlist, and it was you on uh, it. Like yeah, you were yeah, like yeah. like the the daily. Uh, I don't I don't know what it was like the daily. Uh, like the special radar? of the day release radar. Yeah, thing? yeah, release like, radar. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I know, I know this guy," and I'm like, "Huh, I gotta check this out." 
So <laughs> I, I put it on, you know, on my morning commute and I'm like, this is pretty damn good. Why do oh, I, they, don't I know you, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and the first so song much. I put out was the first song I heard that and I still like is the Rosalita song. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Salamat, salamat, salamat. <laughs> salamat. <laughs> I love that we live in Japan, but we don't even speak. We're not even speaking yeah, yeah, Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> We're just speaking different languages. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the gumbo, the gumbo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got to mix it up. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, man, How you doing? Good. I love mixing it up. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, Rosalita, I remember listening to it on my morning commute and I was like feeling uplifted you know i'm like oh shit this is reggaeton stuff i remember back in the day <laughs> oh man thank you thank you that so, that, mean, that means a lot that you that that's the vibe that you caught from it that, that means a lot been a while to be honest yeah. like the last type of reggaeton stuff i've been hearing you know you, you got your legends like trick daddy right or yeah. like uh what was the other guys out that would people well, my cousins would play but anyways like uh it was just kind of refreshing to hear and i and i want to know of course i want to know like what uh, you know what made you start to do this project because you were definitely you you were a drummer before this right Right, right. I, I've I've been drumming like like more than half of my life now. Uh, but I guess you know yeah. it 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 came down to, uh, you know the pandemic happened. Couldn't do any more shows, so right. I was like, what am I gonna do about it? You know, and uh, hmm. I know I'm, I'm I know I wanted to play music, and I guess like the only option was to to do it by myself, and. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess that's where the like all these ideas started to come in, and I guess like immediately it just felt way more natural to go the the urban music route instead of okay. the rock band route because it was just easier. Hmm. Uh, but then I w once I started making all those songs, it just felt really really easy to make. To be honest, you know, it, it, it was really simple, really streamlined and focused, and you know, I I I came out with that first EP in like a month with all those songs. So yeah, it was really easy. It was just very, uh, you know, like something came over me and and was like, "Yo, Eto, you're doing this," you know. That's it. <laughs> right. And that's where. That's how was I started, it? You know. Was it something that you thought about before the pandemic? Uh, you know, not at all, mm -hmm. man. Not at all. Okay. But I mean, I I, I always liked uh, reggaeton and ur ur urban music and stuff like that. I always had an affinity yeah. to because growing up, that's what we all listened to back in the island. But uh, right. I also, I, 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 the first instrument that I started playing was drums. So mm. uh, once I got on that train, I just never got off. But then right. like after the pandemic started, it was like, well, so what are you going to do about it? You know, and and, mm. and that's when the whole thing changed. And, and I'm having like so much more fun now, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, good for you, man. <laughs> 
I'm I'm curious with your songwriting. Um, when you do you think about the lyrics first, or are you just producing the beats first? How how do you approach the songwriting for for this recent project of yours? Well, the, the uh, I've always I've always wrote the music first. Yeah, because uh, I think that the music just it, it was just easier for me to make the music because then after I make the music, the lyrics would just come. Uh, it's like the music is just telling you to write something instead of you trying to peg a square a square box into a, a circular hole or whatever you know right right and that's and okay. that's and that's what i think a lot of artists have a have a problem with uh they they don't they don't let the music talk to them they just try to force it you know and and most of this stuff like everything i've released it's always been like really quick and and simple and easy and and it's never really been something that's forced you know i've always felt especially for drummers who start their own solo project or doing a, a music project by themselves. I've always felt drummers have a much... Uh, I get jealous too because I'm not a drummer, but I, I always felt drummers are have an easier way to songwrite when they do something by themselves because they understand the rhythm, they understand the foundations of the harmonies and the rhythm melding together. Right. And, you know, once you have the gift of writing uh you know writing the lyrics i think everything just flows well um i have always be believed that drummer like you know dave Grohl, for example right or right. uh I, yeah i've always felt drummers have um a much more of an advantage to be a songwriter than like let's say a singer songwriter or like a, let's say a, a a guitarist you know um, right um, right i think like like it, in terms of like structure it, it's it, it's definitely helped me as a drummer to know like wh where to put stuff instead of like thinking about like just one certain type of the one certain aspect of the song because like right. also, being a drummer like it's a lot of responsibility too uh yeah uh when you're playing a live show so yeah i feel like just having that backbone of like knowing the, the structure of a song and knowing where, where, where it goes up or where it goes down and where to put mm -hmm. this and where to put that is is definitely that's really been uh, one of the things that's helped me in, in making music. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I've, yeah. And good honor you for doing that. Cause I think I'm jealous because I, I <laughs> when I listen to songs, uh, you know, I can tell when a, when a singer or an artist is, has been writing a song that's very guitar based or very piano based. You can, you can feel it. Okay. This is a very much a piano song, or this is very much a, a, a guitar song. Whereas I think drummers have just a really good, overall understanding of just i can do a piano type of song i can do a guitar or or right, a hip hop right. you know you you play I, something yeah. now uh these well now i when i grew up i was a, a bassist and i was a singer oh um, nice nice i still sing i mean really podcasting is me missing uh music writing to be honest oh uh, okay so i was a singer for a metal band and a uh, you know, emo indie rock band, and I also play guitar. But um, these days, I really been enjoying just my voice, and 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 yes, I am a I am a a, a karaoke singer too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh my god, I love karaoke. Yeah, which which yeah. leads me to uh, your other song, uh, La Mentira. Oh I yeah! Really, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that your music video, and I was like, that's totally me. <laughs> I, I sometimes go to the karaoke box by myself and I would put on my favorite hits and, and just 
yeah. be in my own little world. So can we talk about La Mentira? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Well, uh, do you, do you want to talk about like uh, the, 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 the theme of the, of, of the song or the theme of the music video? Uh, both, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> La Mentira, the, uh, the, the, the big lie, right? In, in English. Or the, yes, the, yeah, the lie. Exactly. Yeah. The lie. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the non Spanish speakers there uh, out in the internet world, yeah, La Mentira means uh, the lie. <laughs> but uh but in terms of like the video it's it's i mean we we both like karaoke and and we sometimes like use karaoke as a way to like i guess become that person that we want to become right. just for that song or right or, you know we want to escape to to this sort of uh place uh and yeah that's what that's basically what what the what the video was all about you know like when, when i when i when i go to when i used to go to karaoke <laughs> Uh, I would I would put a lot of hip hop because that's the only place that I would be able to be Eto the hip hop dude or or a rapper. <laughs> uh, but but you know now now it, it it's funny because now that's what I'm doing. But but before like I would just take karaoke as a way to just become a rapper because it was the only time that I could like perform rap. Uh, do you do you actually go to do you do solo karaoke? Uh, to to be honest, I, I I've only done that like once or twice in my life. Most of the okay. time, I, I would go to like uh, uh, Champions and Golden Guy and just be, be, do it, be be a, be a be an idiot in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, you're that guy, Golden Guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, they living on though. a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean I I know know who else is listening, but I've I've often I've often found uh, doing karaoke in the afternoon when I have some time to kill. Yeah, it's fun and it's like a stress reliever. Like it totally uh, is. You know? Yeah, it totally and, does relieve uh, stress. Yeah. <laughs> so so with the music video, I I can feel for that character. I I see him, you know, he's trying to escape his reality and, and get into this new world. And I get that with the video, but yeah. Uh, talk about the song. Yeah. Mm. So the, the song, uh, the song, uh, well, uh, I, I like to, I like to write a lot about relationships. Uh, it, the, the, the story for La Mentira though, it's kind of like, you know, this, this, this story about like, uh, two people that, uh, eventually, uh, one of them gets found out. And after they get, after, uh, he or she gets found out, then, you know, that person is just happy with just uh, leaving and and letting her keep continuing living in her lie or or, or his lie, you know. So hmm. that's basically what it, what it is like. A lot of a lot of Latin music kind of follows that same uh, cadence or vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yep. Everything sounds really happy, but deep down the lyrics are describing something that's pretty, yeah. pretty painful or yep. or pretty messed up too. You know, like yep. a lot of salsa yep. music is like that too. A lot of salsa music talks about about a lot of crazy stuff that, uh, you know, people that don't don't really understand Spanish they always say like, "Wow, salsa sounds so happy," 
but <laughs> yeah. in reality like exactly shit's fucked up you know like so yeah, right, right. <laughs> can we curse in this by the way is that cool this is a very oh. very uh cursable podcast oh, okay okay <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you can okay. talk about you know okay I'm very inclusive <laughs> i'm a big fan of saying swears so oh, okay okay Which, it's a different topic, but I, I feel like swearing should be allowed more often. Of course, not for kids. Uh, yeah. You know, but like, you know, swearing is a, it's just a form of color, an expression of language, you know, so. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like a lot of a lot of other countries, they, they uh, a lot of people can get away with them with it more in other countries compared to America, which is funny. You right. know, in America, they, they like to press that bleep button a lot, so. You know, you remind me when I when I first came to Japan, I went to a ramen shop, and it was my first ramen experience, and they were blasting Wu Tang Clan, bringing the ruckus, <laughs> and like you know, I walked in, it'll be like Ghostface, kill him, fuck, <laughs> and I'm like, and like it's a this uh you know nice Oji San guy making ramen calmly and just having Wu Tang blasting, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Japan. Yeah, Japan's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can live here. I can live here. Yeah, yeah I can live here. <laughs> this is fine. You know? This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, swearing is fine in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like in terms of my music, like I I, I rarely swear. I, I, I don't know why. Like it, it's, it's just come out that way. I never really found myself swearing that much. But 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 yeah, yeah. like you said, like with the music stuff, too, like. If you need to swear, go ahead. If you if you don't need to, it's fine. Yeah, as long right, as like kids right. kids don't don't go listening to it all the time. Now I want to switch up to your latest music video, which just has been released uh, of your song Komodo. This is kind of a switch up from the the usual reggaeton reggaeton that I am used to. Um, it's more dreamlike and it's more more introspective. Yeah, lyrics. Yes. As opposed to the other other songs, which, like for example, La Mentira, is more straightforward. You understand the lyrics, but you know. But like, can you talk about Komodo? Because it's, I think, it's the right path for you. I think it's a really cool path to, to enter yeah. for your music. Yeah. No, and, and thank you for saying that again, man. I I, I think it's really mm. interesting to to listen to a lot of uh, other people's opinions and 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 how how they feel about about the, the music because it's not supposed to be, you know, all encompassing. Like, no, if you listen to this, like it's supposed to make you feel like this now. I mean, it's okay for, for different people to, to feel different things because that's the way that their ears uh, and their heart uh, feels whatever they're listening to. So that's really cool listening right. to all these things. But, um, hmm. but in terms of like the, the song, uh, uh, basically comodo means uh, comfortable in, in Spanish. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Spanish word for comfortable and uh, with dealing with the pandemic and, you know, and, and people uh, spending a lot of time to get uh, together with someone or alone, they kind of just became comfortable in this new normal. And mm -hmm. the song is basically about two people that got comfortable in that in that sort of uh, uh, lifestyle. Like, you know, they're 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 not really letting outside forces being an impediment into their own relationship. Uh, they know that it's a lot mm. of, there's a lot of bad stuff going around and, and a, a lot of negative, negative stuff that's happening in, in their outside of their own bubble. But 
they're they know that just them by themselves they're just comfortable with with, with, with each other's uh, company and uh, that's basically what, what what the song was about It's actually it, it it was actually it's actually, the the idea started because of the the actual CD cover. Uh, my mm. friend he designed it and uh, I saw it, and uh, I I I just I was just like influenced by that, and I thought that 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 art that he did is is was was really like uh, encompassing what I felt that I was going through with this whole pandemic, you know, uh, right? My with my significant other, right? Mm. So. Uh, everything, everything just happened like, like how was how was supposed to happen? You know, like uh, mm. I saw the artwork and I was like, man, that looks really cool. Like I want to write about that, mm. and and mm. you know, the music came really easy, and everything, everything just just gelled, you know, and and even though it, it's it it sounds really different from the other stuff, uh, mm. it, it it still sounds genuine. You know, it doesn't really again, it's nothing forced. It's just I'm just writing about what uh what i what i'm experiencing and what 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 my surroundings are are telling me and giving me you know this is all mm -hmm. input output you know that's that's all it is basically It's it, what I'm guessing, what it sounds like, it sounds like, Eto, that you want to go more into this direction with your music. Because uh, it's got a very, uh, when I listen music wise, it's very, very dreamlike and it's very yeah. chill out at the same time. Yeah. But then yeah. Your, your voice comes in and you're talking about uh, the, you know, the essence of what everyone is facing or experiencing right now. Um, I think it's a really good juxtapose of your, the you know what you're bringing with with your music and how it can be how reggaeton can be expanding more to this new you know arena. I think uh, so. It's right, like, right. Do you want to do more like this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna just say that I'm I'm gonna just do uh, the same the same type of music all the time. But uh, but but it, uh -huh. it does it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like uh, uh oh I'm not gonna do like a perreo song like a hardcore reggaeton song or may, maybe the, the time will right, come that right. I would like decide to do something like that too or or a song right. like that as well but but uh but again it's just nothing nothing is really forced uh I think it, it, like the the dreamy aspect is something that a lot of people had have told me before it is something that uh that I tend to uh uh use a lot that whole like. Mm. It's it, it, ethereal uh, wave of sounds that that I, I I tend to put a lot in my music, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, like it, it 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 is something that I do tap into that that dream dream like uh, vibe as aesthetic is 
is something that I like a lot. It it sounds really nice, and I, I think you guys you did a really good job making these songs for your EP. Um, I, I just yeah, keep going. I love listening to it, man. Oh, dude, um, thank you so much. Thank you. No, no, you you you've got it because like, you know, I've I've heard so many types of uh, music and and people starting out with demo tapes, and you know, you can tell when something is shit and something is like good. <laughs> If you listen to so much music. Oh, man. Yo, that, that means <laughs> like, a lot, Mel. That keep means going, man. Yeah, thank you. Keep going, man. You know, I, I, we didn't really uh, uh, start, you know, talk about it, but I got to ask you, man, why Japan? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. I, like, I mean, I know, I know, I know how how it's it's it started, but uh, I I still don't know why I'm I've been here for such a long time. But uh, uh, I I when when I was in boarding school, uh, yeah. that's the that's the first uh, time I ever met uh, Japanese kids, and I got along with them really well. And wow. uh, okay. So that's where like the whole interest started. Uh, shout outs to Anna, um, hmm. and uh, yeah, like that. That's that's how like the ball started rolling. And then uh, through through those uh, friends, I I managed to get here in the summer of two thousand three, mm -hmm. and uh, that summer I spent like a month out here, had a really good time. And I was like, okay, as soon as I uh, finish college, I'm just gonna move over here, and. And I got a I got a job on the jet program, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, where where were you living um, when you first uh, came to Japan? Oh, I was living in Miyazaki. Of course, the Puerto Rican boy. Yeah, Miyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> Miyazaki. <laughs> of course you are. You can't. The beach. You you can try to escape, but the yeah, beach yeah, will always yeah, come yeah, back yeah, for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of course. What, what, did Pacino, were. what did Pacino say in that in in in, in that movie? Uh, Which one? <laughs> uh, every every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. Like they pull back know. in, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pull I'm me back actually, in. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super jealous. I have never been to Miyazaki, but I've heard so many amazing things about that place i've oh my the beaches god are nice yeah and yeah the, can you the, tell me about it yeah i mean the, like the the beaches are nice and the food is great but i mean uh what one one thing that that hands down is like it it, it definitely le left a huge imprint is like the people are just the nicest people ever oh my god like the the, mm. the people are just like straight up cool as fuck and it, 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 it's 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 yeah. really interesting to meet people that don't really have any any sort of prejudice just because they don't really know anybody from anywhere else so they 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 really have nothing right. to go off of so immediately they're just like oh let, let's take it here let's take it there let's show it this let's show it that let's let's do this with it though like it's it was awesome it was so cool yeah <laughs> that's amazing that's yeah, amazing man. <laughs> how long were you there how many years oh, i ended up staying there for four years yeah oh, i would have i would have stayed there longer yeah. why'd you come to tokyo <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> four years. 
<laughs> no, I mean, like, I definitely, Miyazaki is like my second home, man. I, I love Miyazaki to death. Like, that that place is just, it's got a, place, a special place in my heart for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That is so cool. So, okay, then you moved, after Miyazaki, you came to Tokyo? Right, right. And, and uh, I moved to Tokyo in 2010. Uh, and then after that, I just started, uh, you know, teaching and doing uh, uh, band stuff. Uh, that's Good where stuff, I really, right. that's where I really, uh, started to go hard with the drumming. Okay. And I, I actually never heard your band, uh, before. So, um, I'm, can you talk about your, your previous project with the, that band? Oh yeah. Well, I've, I've been in so many bands, but, uh, okay. but, uh, I, I, I was playing with like, uh, yeah, kind of like a pump pop punk band, uh, in, in the beginning for a couple of years from 2010 to 2012 around there. And then okay. after that, I got recruited by this other band called The High Hopes. Uh, okay. Yeah, shout outs to, to Kubo and, and Shishi. Uh, they, and, and Adam, he was playing congas with the band. It was like this like uh, Latin slash uh, rockabilly uh, vibe going on that was really Very a nice. lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, so that, that fell through. Then after that, I was playing with Red Bedrock. Uh, I've heard that band, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Red Bed Rock. Yeah, we we did a lot of cool <sighs> stuff. Like, uh, it was a pretty cool uh, champon of sounds too. Um, yeah, like I was singing in Spanish as well, and and that and that's actually where like I honed a lot of the singing skills that I use now. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, everything, really everything. Cool. Yeah, everything kind of like it was like a build up to building up my skills to what I'm doing now, basically. You know. <laughs> hey, and that go for it. I, I've always believed that if you are in many different types of bands and as a musician it really just helps a lot like a lot yeah you know, yeah like understanding the different realms of music and how you can you know crisscross it and just make something really amazing i've always that's what i love about music yeah so. exactly yeah i mean like and that's and that's why why i feel like uh with something so uh subjective as what as mm. music is you know like uh, I don't really, I don't really think that you should that you should just limit yourself to just listening to one genre. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. props to anyone if they just listen to just one thing, that's fine too. But uh, yeah. I never really found the logic in that. I always thought like, if something sounds good, it sounds good, and if something sounds whack, it sounds whack. You know, it doesn't sounds matter. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But what were like, what were you, you know, what were you listening a, to when, when you were growing up? Band. Oh yeah, you were listening to metal. So yeah, well I was listening to metal, but like even with songwriting on my I listened to so much music, man. So hip hop was a big part of my life. Uh most people don't realize that like a lot of my my way of writing lyrics and the way to uh I, I sing, but the way to write lyrics, I learned from hip hop. I learned from notorious the biggie you know i learned oh, from nice <laughs> I, I uh so but music was a very big part of my life it was a big part of growing up there's always music playing in my in the dinner table you know my, my parents would listen to like paul simon and the beatles or like les miserables and then my, my one brother is listening to like house of pain another brother is listening to metallica you know my sister's listening to like madonna or like cindy lopper and so it was these are really important things to grow up with and and um i've always felt i never needed to listen to the music that i was playing at that time like right right you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. Like all my bandmates, even my bandmates, they were like my metal, my the metal band I was in. My drummer was the biggest hippie. He like all he listened to was like great Grateful Dead and smoke weed all day. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Grateful but he, Dead. <laughs> he can do he can do like blast beats like it's no joke. You know? <laughs> like he can. <laughs> and I think that's the, that's the beauty of of bands. Like R.I.P. Jerry Garcia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was never into Grateful Dead, but I loved his influence to on my drummer yeah yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly so, yeah like, yeah you like, gotta show uh, gratitude yeah <laughs> show the gratitude now I, I don't know if like in the scenes that you were playing at like um now have you been looking into more of the the japanese underground hip-hop community um have you do you go to those type of shows before uh, I used to go to some uh, hip hop shows like whenever I didn't have any gigs on my own and I had a, a, yeah. a night off. I would I would totally yeah. check out uh, either other friends shows or or something like uh, uh, I have a, a group of uh, graph graph writer friends out in like Kamata. I would check out some, some of their shows, too. Ah, come on. Yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. Like like I, 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 would, <laughs> I, I would always like, you know, try to try to dip my hand in, in these different uh, scenes, too. But uh I recently i just found out that there's like a, a bunch of japanese reggaeton artists too so like as soon wow. as yeah as soon as it's like this goes back back to normal i'll try to yeah. check that out as well because i'm really just dying to collaborate with some of those people too yeah are are there any name I'm, I'm interested are there any names that you know oh uh, yeah yeah you like yeah, I, actually, I, I I like uh this uh this artist out uh called Ryoma R Y O M A. Ryoma. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he he's he sings in Spanish too, which is really cool. He's straight up Japanese, but he's he's he sings like like a Colombian dude. It's awesome. Right? <laughs> he's, he's straight up. He's like straight up Colombian guy. Yeah, man, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then like I'm I've I've been uh, listening to Noliel no 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 too Noliel he 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 does like okay. uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, cool reggaeton songs. He's he's from Okinawa, oh. so shout outs to him. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, there's like a a, a really cool uh, Japanese reggaeton playlist. I'll send you the link later. They got a, a yeah, bunch dude. Of songs, and it's curated by by a, a local here out out here in Tokyo. So yeah, man. Right. That's pretty cool. Thank you, man. I would love to hear. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's pretty trippy, man. It's it's pretty. It's pretty. It's fun to hear like reggaeton in, in Japanese. Like I never imagined something like that. You know. <laughs> and exactly. I mean, I've I've only. It's so different. I mean, and you have to keep an open mind because, like for as like you, I've I've been to Japanese underground hip hop shows, and they're so different from back home. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. Just different. <laughs> And you just can't really compare it. It's a completely its own entity, its own culture. Yeah, um, yeah. They really like it. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, yeah, they really like yeah. it here. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so surprised at how like how they when they when they like something they really go all in with it and they they yeah. love it and you know that's why like I I I'm I just can't wait to see what the reaction is really going to be when when I go out and actually perform because I haven't to perform in front of a lot of people yet. So 
you gotta tell me at the, the when you first go out and perform i'm gonna be there man oh, dude, first, thank uh, you, man. performance Gra gracias man gracias you like it's so weird that we've never actually met in person but i feel like you've been i feel like you've been my 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 friend my boy for a while in Tokyo. yeah I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, we're definitely gonna definitely gonna hang out for sure yeah for sure man yeah i mean I'm, I, i haven't hung out with a lot of people since this whole thing went down so i just have a feeling like yeah. you know uh everyone's circle of friends is gonna be bigger after this, all, all, all exactly. this done, but you haven't met like I'm, half of them like <laughs> i'm gonna start like my own like I've lived in Connecticut club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I'm going to start my own yeah. little like meetup meet group. I've lived in Connecticut yeah. at one point of my life club. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag CT in the house. CT in the house. CT in the house. Boom, boom, bitches. <laughs> It's six to home. Oh shit, man! <laughs> Yo, so I, I, I'm gonna. It's so fun to talk to you. I, I'm, I'm so glad here, to man. have you on. Um, I we're gonna we're gonna do this again, but I'm so glad to promote uh, your music now. It's really good, and I really suggest everyone to check out Eto's new project. I will put the YouTube links and and uh, Spotify links on the episode details for sure. And um, thank you so much, else? my man. Do you have anything else to that you would like to plug? Oh yeah, um uh well, uh we we don't know yet because they, they might extend the state of emergency, but I do have a show uh coming up in uh May 19th. Okay. Uh it's going to be in uh in Shinjuku uh Cafe Lavanderia and uh Ooh, okay. Yeah, like I'll post uh, all that all that info once it's 100% uh uh it, like confirmed. Uh, okay. I'll post it on Boricua and Japón and Instagram and all that stuff. But uh, okay. as of now, uh, you know, just we're, we're just going to keep this train rolling, man. Just uh, keep on putting out music, keep on making content. And uh, I, I, I just I, I just I, I want to say thank you and shout outs to everybody that's listened to the music. And I'm really, really grateful for for all the support. And, you know, man, you know, like, yeah. I love it. Thank you, man. That, that's Thank that's you. I'm I'm Yeah. And if you need any uh backup vocals, just give me a call. Oh dude, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Filipinos got got the best pipes too, man. Like, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> we do. We love singing in the shower. Yeah. I mean, we all believe that we're like we're all believe that we're Whitney Houston's and Mariah Carey's of the world. <laughs> You know, even the guys. <laughs> as long as you don't, you don't bust out the let it go. It, it's all good, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh man, dude. Shit, Eto, this has been a blast, my man. Oh man, thank and, you so much, Mel. Yo, like, as, <laughs> as soon as it, it comes back to normal, like you know, let, let's 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 uh, let's holler at each other and and grab a drink we or are. something, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sure, having for me. Sure. Thank you. No problem. Yep. Salama, my man. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
music videos on YouTube. I will post all the links uh, on this episode's uh, show notes. You are listening to Made in Japan podcast, Conversations with Meljo Catalan. Uh, feel free to send me an email just to say hello, or uh, if you have a question, uh, feel free to uh, send me a question. Or if you know anyone who would like to be a guest on my show that is living in Japan or has lived in Japan,、uh, please email me, japanmaybepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Made in Japan Podcast. Also, I do know that I am、uh, really finding some people、uh, connecting with me through Clubhouse. So, yes,、uh, it's, it's still fun for me to go on Clubhouse and、uh, really just meet some interesting people. And I hope that if you can find me,、uh, check out my handle at Made in Japan Pod. Uh, that is all for this month.、Uh, stay tuned, and I will be back in a couple of weeks for my next guest. And I will check you all later. Take care. <laughs>